You're listening to an Axe Church sermon. Axe Church Northwest is located in Vancouver, Washington, and we have services meeting each week at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. You can also join us online live at our 11 a.m. service each Sunday. If you'd like to know more about Axe Church Northwest, you can go to axechurchnw.org. Now enjoy the sermon. God is working. He's always working, all the time. Hebrews 13, 20 through 21. Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. God is working. He has not stopped working. He will not Stop. Some of us may feel like there's maybe, where is he? What's he doing? What's going on? Why are we dealing with what we're dealing with? But he has not stopped and he will not stop. Listen to this, Philippians 1.6. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And we studied that passage actually a couple times recently. And it's such a powerful promise. It, God knows that we need that promise. We have to have that promise because here's the deal. We fall, we fail, and we tend to do so over and over again. That just tends to be the nature of how we deal with things in this broken and fallen world. I want you to know today, this is important. I want to encourage you. God has not given up on you. God has not given up on you. God has not forgotten about you. God will not ever give up on you. It's not ever going to happen. If you're in Christ, he will never, ever leave you. Listen to Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Not gonna happen. Some of us may be going through difficult times. Many of us are going through difficult times. I lost my first friend, to coronavirus this week. Uh, Ted Braun, a man that I love, a man who was an example to others of kindness and humility and grace, a man who had a smile that was a ministry all by itself, just a, a good, godly man. And I'll miss him. And his family will miss him. And his family is part of this local expression of the body of Christ, part of our church, your brothers and sisters. That is to say, we will miss Ted Braun until we see him again in the presence of Jesus Christ, our hope and our Savior. We have seen a lot of trouble. We've seen marriages in trouble. We've seen addiction issues. We've seen depression and anxiety and other mental health issues, some very serious We are watching our broken world fall further into the darkness day by day in the lives of people. And every one of us has a story. Every one of us has a story of pain and trouble and stress, but God is working. 2 Corinthians 4.17 For our light affliction, which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Glory is coming. It's a light affliction. It may seem like a heavy affliction, but when you look back from eternity, 
to today, to the things that we're dealing with, you will see that it is a light affliction. And that God is working in every saint, every Christ follower. He is working in all of us together as his church. Ephesians 5, 25 through 27. Husbands, love your wives as the Messiah loved the church and gave himself for it so that he might make it holy by cleansing it, washing it with water and the word, and might present the church to himself in all its glory without a spot or wrinkle or anything of the kind, but holy and without fault. He is working in each of us, in all of us, each of us and all of us. His work has not stopped. It has not slowed down. It continues apace. He is working in us. He he doesn't get tired. God does not get tired. God is not like us where we get tired and we get worn out and we don't know that we can go on and so on. He's not like that at all. Those are not things that happen to God. And here's the thing. Your strength is from him. It's not from yourself. Your strength is from him. Isaiah 40, 27 through 31 says this. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord and my just claim is passed over by God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If your strength is from the Lord, from the power of the Holy Spirit, you ought not to burn out. You ought not to faint in a difficult time. You will not. If you'll trust him, if you'll get your strength from him, you will not find yourself with no more strength because he is eternally a source of strength for you. Proverbs 24, 10. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Well, here's the thing. Our strength is from God. It is his strength that we walk in. And his strength is not small. He is all-powerful. So we won't faint in the day of adversity because our strength is coming from him. So I I really want to encourage you, because I know where some of you are right now. Many of us are. Do not give up. You may have fallen a hundred times. You may have fallen a thousand times. Maybe your sin is heavy on you and you're struggling with the same things over and over. Addiction, difficulty, a difficult situation. Maybe your heart is broken. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe relationships are struggling. Even if you're suffering from depression or anxiety or worry, do not faint. Because your strength is from the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. It's not, I get it. In our understanding, we, we are, some of us are just like, done. I can't even. It's, it's, it's too much. I can't keep going. Thing after thing just keeps happening and happening and happening. It seems like things are never going to get better and so on and so forth. And we're just, we're struggling. That's our own understanding. 
But we're to trust in the Lord with all our heart. And we're not supposed to be leaning on our own understanding, but rather leaning on the promises that God has made, that he's going to make you new, that he's working in you, that he's working in the church to make it glorious and blameless and spotless before him. And that all things are going to work together for good for those who trust him, for those who love God, for those who are the called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. Galatians 6, 9 through 10. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are the household of faith. Really clear. Really clear. We're going to reap if we don't lose heart. We won't lose heart if we trust God. If we trust God, we'll have his strength. We won't lose heart. That means that we'll reap in due time if we continue to do good to everyone. Everyone. Your love is for everyone, especially to those who are the household of faith, who sometimes we can be the worst to. We continue to walk in that in the good works of serving and loving people. We are his church, the people of God, those who have been called out. We want to see others become part of that. Listen to Ephesians 2, 14 through 22. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached to you who were far off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building is being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Jesus came, took on flesh, and reconciled men and women to God through what he's done. And we are being built together as the saints in serving him, allowing him to work in us, growing us as individuals, growing us as the church. That's happening. It doesn't matter what comes along in the world or in history or in your family or anything. None of that will stop God from continuing to work. At this time, in this place where we are, in the world, God still has a plan to rescue people, those who he is calling to himself. We must be strong and courageous. That takes trust. That takes trust. We have to trust him in this time. But we also have to be wise. And we also have to be loving and committed to God. And through him, committed to one another. Ephesians 4, 14 through 16. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into all things, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. That's us. That's the church. That's who we are. We're not tossed to and fro. 
We're not buying into nonsense. Instead, we're knowing the truth and we're speaking the truth in love. And in doing so, we're growing ourselves and each other together, being knit together as his church. Each one of you, each one of us, bringing what we're supposed to bring, the gifts, the talents, the abilities, uniqueness as individuals, men and women, children, young people, doesn't matter. All of us have something that we are bringing to the table. That we might, as we're, be, as we're being knit together, we might have something to offer to the church. And we are going to accomplish that which God has made us for, which God has gifted us for, and which God has authorized us, his church, to accomplish. It will be accomplished. We will live out his will. And we will live out Jesus Christ's great commission for his people, his church. But we have to find our strength in him. And I know some of you feel like your strength is failing. Fear not. God is working. Here's the deal. You cannot rest in anything else. If anything is becoming clear, you cannot rest in anything else but Jesus. If you thought that you had stability, control, or what was going on in that. Yes, God's, God's great. That's great. That's over there. That's, that's something I do on Sundays or whatever it may be. I'm a Christian. But at the end of the day, I trust in something else. My wallet or my own comfort or my education or how good looking I am or this job that I have or whatever it is. If you were trusting in anything else, it's being taken away. As things go difficult in the world, you're realizing more and more that there's nothing, including your own life, that you can count on having tomorrow. And as that comes... You have to realize that the time is now to put your trust and your faith in Christ and in Christ alone. You've got to abide in Jesus Christ. Listen to this, John 15, 3 through 5, Jesus talking to, to his disciples. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Now what's implied there? With him, we can do whatever he wills for us to do. In his strength. Now, as we've gone through that, what, what, I, what I really wanted, and I, there was, I had a lot of different ideas about what was going to happen this Sunday in terms of, of the message that we needed to hear as a church. There are quite a few different things that happened. It was a relatively eventful week, as many have been recently. Uh, but God is, is really putting on my heart this encouragement and this message, and I want us to understand who we are. And I want us to understand that he has strength for us, and, there, and it's not going to run out. If you're worried, if you're concerned, and you're going, I don't know what could happen, I can't take one more thing, don't worry. You can take a million more things because your strength comes from Christ. You do not need to worry about any of that. The only question is, what's next and how can I serve Christ in it? Not, what's next and am I going to make it? You're going to make it. You're going to make it. In, in, in life, in death, we're following him. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. We know that from the scriptures, right? And so you have what you need to keep going. I want to talk about kind of the, the last year, the year that shall not be named, 
right? Um, it's the number 20 and you just say it twice. Um, but this last year that's become just a meme uh, uh, that, you know, you put 2020 out there and it just means terrible. Uh, you know, everything bad that could ever happen has happened. Well, that's not really true, uh, but it was difficult in a lot of ways. But I want to talk about what you have accomplished, what we have accomplished as a church in the last year for the kingdom of God, the things that we have continued to do. Because my my point here is God has not stopped working. And you need to understand that even through all of that, God has worked as much or more this year, I would say more this year than at any time in the past. And I expect him to work more in this next season than he did in this last one. But let's go over a few things that that we have going on. Our life groups ministry. Our life groups ministry is still uh, going strong. If you don't know what life groups are, if, you, if you're new to the church, life groups are how we meet during the week. On Sunday mornings, we get together and we have a worship service where we worship God, we study the scriptures, and we get to know each other and we talk. And when we can, we have coffee and we spend time. And a lot of times people hang out for quite a long time afterwards just chatting and enjoying uh, each other, maybe going out to lunch, that kind of thing. But during the week, we meet together, kind of house to house. So it was going with that model and acts of the church, right? Daily in the temple, um, house to house. And so we have this sort of temple, uh, which is going to church on a Sunday morning, all of us together, and then house to house, groups of people and families who meet together to encourage one another, to study the scriptures, to laugh, to play games, to live life with each other, walking forward. And so we have that going on. We currently have seven life groups. And some of them are still able to meet in person or at least partially in person, some on Zoom and some who are there. Others are meeting only through Zoom right now for obvious reasons. Uh, and some are even taking a break for a little bit until things get a little, uh, a little different um, in terms of what's going on uh, with the world. But the ministry is still strong. The ministry is strong. Even with all we've gone through, these life groups are there. And, and I'm telling you, this is the place. Sunday morning can only be what it is. We're all together. It's a limited amount of time and so on. Life group, man, that is where you're, you're texting with each other all week. You're spending time together. You're talking to each other about what God's doing in your life. You're helping each other. When somebody has a need in that group, normally that group is the one who helps meet that need. Uh, and, you know, whether it's a financial need, whether it's a spiritual need, whether it's an emotional need, that's, this is where you're being encouraged and built up. And so get into a life group. We want every single person who is part of this local expression of the body of Christ that we call Acts Church, get into a life group because it is a necessary part of the church, of what we're doing, of growing together, of unity. And so if you're not in a life group, please get in one. I, I want to talk about Honduras. This last year, God knew, we didn't know that everything was going to lock down, um, but somehow God knew, go figure, of course, because he's always working and Tiffany and I were able to go down to Honduras in January, just before, at the end of January, just before everything got locked down. It was the only time we were able to go this year, but praise God that we got to go in this past year. Um, if you don't know anything about the Honduras ministry, we have a ministry in Honduras. We work with a number of churches and pastors and people and boys and girls clubs um, that both feed children, um, help them with their homework, help get them through school, help support them. Many of them come from backgrounds um, of parents with substance abuse or single parent households or households. Maybe we were just grandma is watching them. A uh, lot of alcoholism, everything that you can think of that we think of as terrible things that happen to children, they go through it. And so we try to provide that support to them through uh, these boys and girls clubs that, that are down there in Honduras. We've started this ministry with some other churches. And then we have Acts Church Tolonga, Honduras, which is a church in, well, Tolonga, Honduras. And so uh, Tiffany and I were able to go down. We did a conference at Communion Church, which is kind of the main hub of this church ministry there in Tegucigalpa. 
uh, Honduras. And so we got to do that. We also got to meet with Pastor Julio and Pastor Ezekiel, the pastor of Acts Church in Tolonga, and talk about this new church building that we want to build. There's been a piece of property that's been purchased in Tolonga that we can put a church building on. And I'm hoping that we, that God's going to give us the resources to go down there and actually be the ones to uh, resource them to build that new church building and boys and girls club building and soccer field and some things like that on that piece of property that we might continue to serve and minister to those in Honduras. We want to take at least one team in this season, in this next, you know, July most likely, but I would love to take two or even more teams this year if there are those of you who feel like you can go do this. I'm not even going to say feel called to do this because the fact is is that this is what our church does and so you don't really need a good reason to go. You probably need a good reason not to go. Uh, this is something that that we do uh, as a church that you are a part of. This is this is this is your ministry. And it's not my ministry. This is our ministry. It's your ministry. It's Christ's ministry. And so if you can, go with us. And you can do that easily. Go to info at actschurchnw.org and just say I'm interested in Honduras. We'll get back to you, bring you to the next meeting that we have about that ministry. Um, we want to go down there with just some of the things we do if you're wondering when we're down there. It's the boys and girls clubs, it's the children. Okay, so not just in the boys and girls clubs, but we go to the elementary schools, we go to the high schools, we minister to those people and those families, along with other churches that we go down with, things like counseling, helping, even even with issues like uh, addiction and, and things like that, where we go down and help those folks. Um, we also work with the churches themselves, and particularly with Axe Church in Tolonga, um, to just be there and to encourage them. And, and we might go down there and share some of our stories and, and where we're coming from and listen to theirs and, and just build relationships, which is really the centerpiece of that ministry ministry is building relationships with other people that may not speak your language but with an interpreter and even without one it's it's really easy to build incredibly strong lifelong relationships with the people down there i have some of my closest friends in the world are in honduras because the relationships i've built down there we also serve the elderly and like most places the elderly can be kind of forgotten and, and don't have much to do and are in a position where they are, sometimes they need to eat. And sometimes they're just incredibly lonely. And so we go down there, we, it is, it's an amazing thing if you ever get the chance to do it, um, to go down to, to Honduras and meet with these older people. They are just fantastic. One of the other things that we uh, have been doing and did last year is orientation. It's a 10-week class. You watch a, a video each week together as a group, and then every day you get a devotional that comes to you. All, all the other days of the week, six days a week devotional, one day a week, you do this uh, class where you see it. it's on video. And you watch it and you walk through the whole thing and you can ask questions um, of myself, one of the other pastors, one of the other elders as you kind of go through it. And at the end of that, you graduate. Um, and in the case of graduating, you, you recognize a call to Acts Church. If you don't recognize a call to Acts Church, then we help you find that place where you might be called to. Not everybody is called to Acts Church, but they are called to a local expression of the body of Christ, a church. And so we had 11 graduate in January and we had another 20 uh, or so who look like they'll be graduating real soon. I mean, they've, most of them have finished. We started this last fall. So we've had a, that has continued to go. We've had to do things and move and put it online and, and all kinds of stuff. But we continue to move forward in that. And, and people are continuing to be blessed by that, that ministry and becoming part of our church. We also want everyone who has not graduated from orientation yet to do so in this season that we're coming up on. Uh, Another thing, even in the difficulty with meeting and lockdowns and all the rest, we started a new class in ministry, the End Times class that's, that's taught by Pastor Dave and two of our elders, Dr. David Robinson and Scott Robertson. A lot of 
ROB. Anyway, it's a it's a great class. I think we had over 50 people that signed up for it, and we usually have at least a couple dozen people who are there uh, watching or catching it because um, it's filmed and it's put on the app and it's put online afterwards. And so that's been a, a great thing that people have been doing now for couple months at least and enjoying that ministry that's been going on we also during the lockdown did an axe cast which was really difficult but we put that together and and we're able to get the few of us that could be there at the at the same time together to put on essentially a video podcast and tons of you took part in that when you couldn't go out and you couldn't see anybody you were you were there you were able to communicate with each other and kind of have these group conversations online while we were um, doing the access we actually had some great people who were willing to come as guests uh, a pastor and author that you know some people who have done some significant things who were willing to come talk to our church um, on the access it was really a wonderful time and we were able to do it right up until the time uh, where we started meeting in person again to sort of bridge that gap that was able to be put together because of what all of you have done to put us in the situation the position to be able to have the equipment and the ability to to put something like that out so that happened this year Um, we have seen an incredibly extended reach of the gospel and bible teaching ministries of acts church in this year as more and more people have gone online for obvious reasons, to get that kind of information. I mean, we have hundreds of people a week who are either attending church when we have a live service or downloading content, whether that's a podcast, whether that's a sermon, you know, the, the, the kinds of things that we have online on our website, on our app. Hundreds a week are downloading it and taking it. Our reach has, has just grown and grown and grown. Uh, and the efforts that we've made as a church to focus on these things and the support that you've given uh, to the church to focus on these things have really brought dividends in terms of bringing the gospel to our community and, in fact, around the world. We have people from all over the world who have taken part in the, in the Bible teaching ministry that we've put out at Acts Church. Another one I just want to mention, all the financial needs of this local expression of the body of Christ were met last year. For all the things that we say about the year being so bad, lockdowns, murder hornets, and all the rest of it, all the financial needs of the church were met in the last 12 months. And so thank you for being faithful to Christ in giving and taking care of that, that part of it. As I've said many times, I, I don't know what you give. God doesn't need your money. He has, you know, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, okay? And cattle are worth a lot. Uh, so it's not that it's this is a uh, an issue of faith for you and trust in the lord and following what he's called you to do and we just appreciate that you have been faithful in doing that volunteering people have continued to volunteer in various areas some areas for volunteering aren't really there right now but other areas people have and they've also stepped up in individual circumstances to take care of needs that have come up from people who either are in our church who have had needs or people who have come to us from out the side of the church and had needs we've had people who have faithfully been just gospel ministers and help people out without expectation without them needing to pass some test and be a certain way we we have helped as a church that has continued to happen through this year there are things uh, we completed the renovations of the building a year-long project starting i think july of 2019 and finally finishing up this year massive massive amount of work that went into that with both volunteer hours paid hours uh you know just tons and tons of time to put the church that that just needed an update, it needed to be updated in order to be effective for ministry to our folks, has been completely renovated to be used for preaching, for worshiping, for teaching, for spreading the message of the gospel of grace to this community and the world. It's ready for that. 
it's been done all the way down to the bathrooms look really nice. I mean, it's really, really been a special thing, all the work that you've put into that. And then I want to mention the website and the app, which is a major project that was also done this year. All of our content, all of our Bible teaching, all of our content is all online in one place, both on the web and on that app that works on your iPad, that works on your iPhone, that's Apple TV, Google TV, Amazon TV, whatever they're all called. It's on all of that. And, you know, obviously you can always get all of our content um, on our website, but also online and also anywhere you find podcasts and all that. Our stuff is out there that we're putting out that we're trying to serve people with, and it's been effective. And I just want to thank you because everything that you do, from helping take out the garbage uh, to giving faithfully, uh, to working with Axe Kids, to all the all of those things create the opportunities for us as a church to do all the other things that we do. Each part, each joint, knit together, working together to make this happen. I just want you to understand how important you being faithful to Christ is in the church being able to be faithful to Christ. And I thank you for all that you have done. There has been a lot that God has accomplished for this church in the past year. Murder hornets be darned. Okay. And so um, we have really, really worked to become fishers of men. Matthew 4, 19. Then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. An important, uh, an important promise from God to those disciples that he'd make us fishers of men, that people need Christ and that he's going to put us in a position through his power, through his strength, by his will to help people come to know him. And we have worked really hard to make our in-person and our online services the very best possible. And if you're wondering why we put so much time and effort and energy into that, if, if I haven't communicated that clearly or it hasn't been communicated clearly to you, it's because we don't want any distractions. If, it, if there are distractions, if you come in and that thing doesn't work and that's not in the right place and that, that's a weird color, and that's a, then what happens is they're not able to be focused on worshiping God and hearing from the scriptures. And we believe that the message in the scriptures is life-giving. That those who will listen to Christ and listen to the scriptures will have life if they'll follow him. And so we don't want anything causing anyone to be distracted from the scriptures, from our love, from our service, from the gospel message. And that's why we want to make everything in such a way that it draws men and women into knowing Jesus Christ. And we're going to continue to work for excellence in everything we do to show a couple things. To show those who are lost, those who, who need Christ, who struggle and suffer and, and need Christ and are calling out for him. We want to show them this lost and dying world that we are serious about what we believe the scriptures say about who Christ is, about his love for them, no matter what they've been through, no matter who they are. We want them to understand that, that we're very serious about that. We're very serious about God. And the way you show that is you put real effort, energy, time, and so on into doing the things that you do for God in a, in a really, really seriously excellent way. And so we're going, that's going to continue to be a value that we um, not only talk about and preach about and espouse for ourselves, but one that we actually put feet to and we actually do consistently. So in this season, we want to be the church. Well, what does that look like? We always come back to the same place. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, what's called the Great Commission. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. He's working. He's with us. Dozens of you have graduated from the orientation class, and you've sent me an email. And that email has said, 
Pastor David, I feel called to Acts Church. Not, I'm coming to Acts Church because you want me there. Not, I'm coming because you're so darn good looking. No one has ever said that. It would not be true. They said, I, you, you have said, I'm here because I'm called by God to be here. And these are the things that we're focusing on as a body to fulfill this great commission. The things that we are focusing on that we believe you are gifted or will be gifted and resourced to do as you work for the kingdom of Christ. We want to see proclamation. We believe that you will be built up to proclaim the gospel to those who need to hear the message of Jesus Christ. And so we want to equip you for that. We want to make disciples. We want to see people come to know Jesus Christ, to be saved. We want to see people baptized. I would love to see hundreds of people get baptized at Acts Church this year, making a public profession of their faith that they're Christ followers and finding the life in Christ that gives peace and hope when we go through difficult times. Peace and hope that there is more than just this fallen world that in fact Jesus Christ will make all things new. We want to see that. We want to see people publicly proclaim that through baptism. So let's see that happen this year. This is a focus of our body. We want to see people join the body with us. We have work to do, and we need all of the people who God is calling, every joint knit together to do that work, to be connected to the body so we can work for the kingdom together as brothers and sisters in Christ. And so we want to see more and more people connect into this ministry. We want to see real discipleship. Discipleship, encouraging each other, helping each other to grow, helping each other to read the scriptures, holding each other accountable, watching and listening to the teachings that we have on scripture. You can grow in that, asking questions. We want to grow individually and together. God has gifted you. You are not a passive recipient, but an active partaker in the kingdom of God. You are being built up to do the work of the kingdom. This is not about me. This is not about other pastors or elders or people who are leaders or whatever it is. That's not what it's about. This is about us serving and loving each other, outdoing each other in only one thing, not in being higher than each other, but outdoing each other in washing feet, outdoing each other in service, because that's what the kingdom of God looks like. And so let's get there. Let's do some discipleship life group. I want to add a dozen or more dozens of life groups this year if we can. Uh, if we had everybody in this who was connected to this church be part of a life group, we'd already have to add. I don't know how many. But I want to add tons more because of the people that you're drawing in. And then I want to fill those life groups up, not just with the people who are coming to church every Sunday, but bring your family, bring your friends, bring them to the life group. What could be easier then bring in somebody and say, hey, we're, we're going to have dinner at my friend's house. It's a church thing. This is a group that I know from church, but we're going to get together. Why not bring them? Why not show them love? Why not serve them? Let's do that. Life groups. And let's get into uh, a mindset and a focus of getting to know our neighbors. I don't care whose political sign is in their yard or whatever other reason you don't like their dog is too loud or whatever. Jesus loves them. Just like he loves you. He died for them. Just like he died for you. Go over to your neighbor's house and invite them over for dinner. Or bring them some cookies. Or invite them to life group. Or just smile at them. I prefer you did all those things. But start to reach out to the people around you, to this lost and dying world. They are looking for answers. And we have them. We have them in Jesus Christ. So let's do that. We need to preach the gospel in everything you do, both in what you do and in what you say. And the preference is do it in what you do so that when you say it, people actually believe what it means rather than being hypocritical. Put away from you any sin that is keeping you from being effective. It's time to let that stuff go. God is calling us into a very particular time in history where he is drawing people to himself. I believe there can be revival. I just read a, 
a uh, an opinion piece uh, by Tony Dungy, uh, who some of you know who that is. He was an NFL uh, football coach, loves the Lord, uh, and just talking about revival and talking about the church and talking about being effective, serving one another, and talking about being serious and teaching the truth of the gospel and love. And and that inspired me. It was, in, it was in the Wall Street Journal or one of the, you know, it was a national news outlet, I believe, that it was in. And I'm thinking, we're talking about the gospel. We're talking about revival on this kind of scale. And the only reason we would do that is because people do need truth and they need love. They need love. And so let's do that. We all need to be working in the power of the Holy Spirit. Then we're not going to faint. We're not going to faint because it's not our power. I want to remind you that all of you, as you do your work, you are doing your part through Christ for the church and for his kingdom as part of the body. You are not forgotten. You are not unnecessary. You're gifted. You're skilled. The Lord has given you spiritual gifts as well as natural gifts that you can use to serve and love other people and be part of what God is doing. This season is going to bring us into new adventures and new opportunities. Every season has. If you've been around for very long, you know nothing stays the same here. We're always moving. We're always going. We're always pushing that next place. And we've seen so many people come to know Christ. We've seen them come to know each other well. We've seen people grow. We've seen You've seen the lives of those. If you've known anybody that's been in the next church for multiple years, you have seen the maturity that they have because God is growing them through the ministry of this church, and you're a part of that. So we're going to have those new adventures. We're going to have those new opportunities to deny ourselves, to pick up our cross, as Christ tells us to do, and to follow Jesus. We're going to have opportunities to give, to serve, to grow. God has not stopped working. God has not stopped working, not in you and not in us. He's working in me, he's working in you, and he's working in us together as his church. He has been faithful, and we can be faithful to him. And I just exhort you to be serious. As we walk into this season, as God has already done so much over the years and over your life as an individual, he has built you for this time and this place to be effective. And he is going to give you real effective work that you will see people come to know him and come out of darkness and spiritual death into life and walk in him. And you get to be part of that and see what it does. And if it's already happened to you, you know what it does. Be reminded of who you are in Christ. Be reminded of where your strength comes from. God is working on us as individuals and as his church. As we heard that C.S. Lewis quote earlier, it may hurt sometimes. It hurts as he rubs and changes and, and edits, <laughs> as, he, as he is making us into who he's called us to be, rubbing away the excesses of all the things we've picked up and all the, all the darkness and brokenness of the world. And it may be, you may be thinking, it hurts too much. But that's wishing for less love, not for more. He loves you with an incredible and intense love as an individual and as his church. And he's going to continue to work on us. Romans 12, 5. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Desire the pain of growth. Desire to see God continue to work because he is going to do it. And the reward is great. I love you. Let's pray. Father, we just ask that you would grow us. Keep working. God, do it again. All the things that you've done, bringing joy and hope and peace and love to people. Now, we know the world is evil. We know it's broken. We can see it in everything that's happening, and yet we know that you've already won and that we can trust you, and I've seen it over and over and over in my life. No matter whether things are going well according to the way that people would look at success or whether they're not going well, always, Lord, 
my faith, my hope, and my peace has been in you. God, I pray you would give peace to our people. God, I pray that you would make us effective in this new adventure as we move into this new season. God, give us everything we need to recognize those around us who need love, who need you. That we would put away from our hearts anything that would keep us separated from those who need you and that we might instead bring the message of your gospel to them. We love you, Jesus. Go with us today as we sing this next worship song, as we take this next step on this next day, that we might know your scriptures more, that we might know each other more, that we might look and see what you're doing and recognize it, that we might abide in you. The only hope that we have, because without you we can do nothing. We pray that you would make what we do effective. It's not about us. It's all about you. Lord, let us decrease that you might increase and that we might make much of your name, Jesus Christ. I love you. We love you because you first loved us, because you died for us, because you rose again on the third day. And without that, we had nothing. And I will always and for eternity be grateful for what you've done for me and for my brothers and sisters in Christ. Protect us, protect our families, protect our children. Protect the people in our cities and in our region and in this country and in the world, many of whom are suffering. Lord, I pray you would bring the message of salvation and of peace and of love to them. We love you, Lord, in your name. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We hope the Lord blessed you through it. We'd like to invite you to join us on one of our Sunday morning services at either 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. Whether you would just like to find out some more info about Acts Church or if you'd like to plug in and take some next steps in your faith, axchurchnw.org is a great place to start. You can also email us at info at There's always more content coming, whether it's on YouTube or on our podcast channel. So be sure to subscribe to both of those to always get the newest content from Axe Church. Until next time, we hope you have a blessed week.